WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. And we are back. You are listening to the NFL student section on WVUA 90.7 The Capstone. Now uh, streaming live on TuneIn apps and Live 365 apps, Apple Podcasts, and of course, Spotify. Um, with that being said, guys, the Super Bowl! <laughs> <laughs> We're here! What a game! We're done. I know. I can't believe it. We've come all, we made it this far, and honestly, just the reacting to that game, it did not disappoint. No, it did not at all. Second, second ever Super Bowl overtime, right? Yeah, second ever in NFL history. I believe. And uh, Kyle Shanahan was part of both of them, and blown <laughs> and two lost leads them both. in both of them. <laughs> both times had a double-digit lead and lost in overtime right after. Yeah, it's a unfortunate situation for Kyle Shanahan, yeah. but uh, it seems like it's a repeat. I know the San Francisco 49ers uh, lost to the Chiefs about what was it three years ago, and pretty yep. much same uh, result. Chiefs mm-hmm. beat the 49ers with a final score of 25 to 22. Like Con had already mentioned, 49ers, they had it going up in the first half. They had to leave. They looked all good. And then, Connor, your narrative that you've been speaking on all season, Kyle Shanahan. I'm not slowly going to put the blame on Kyle Shanahan, but I think— No, I will because that overtime, (laughs) that was his fault for not preparing the guys. I mean— No, it's crazy to hear that players were saying that they did not know the rules of playoff overtime until it happened. Like multiple key players, like Eric Armstead, uh, Kyle Juszczyk, I can't say his name. Juszczyk. Okay. Let's call him Juice. Juice. And the funniest thing is, it's like they were explaining the rules right before overtime, before they did the coin flip. So it's like they should have just listened. Yeah. I I mean, I don't really know how to say it. And I, I mean, also beyond that, the Chiefs were having their strategy meetings like twice a week. Um, to prepare for overtime if they mm-hmm. saw it. I think I saw that Drew Tranquil said that. Yeah. And, I mean, man, that's – He's the leading up to the Super Bowl, too, so just not like – Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that just shows you two two different halves. But one thing I will say, <laughs> to Kyle's defense, one of the big issues in that uh, Falcon Super Bowl where they like the, – of course, the legendary Tom Brady comes back, and you, you know the right. story. Um, he did, wouldn't run the ball. But this time, you could see – like the, he did run the ball. He tried running out most yeah. of the overtime. So, I mean, I get, you can't say he didn't learn from his mistakes. Yeah. I think a lot of people are saying, and I have to agree a little bit, that c actually should have gotten the ball more in the second half yeah. compared mm-hmm. to overtime, um, you know, especially with that lead. But, you know, that's, but again, that Chiefs defense, man, it is so, so, so good. And, um, again, for a, someone – Brock Purdy really is a great player, but um, for an inexperienced quarterback, that's not easy to go up against. And uh, to put up to just put up a bunch of drives sequentially, but it's not easy to go against when your three best receivers are nowhere to be found the entire game. George Kittle, what two catches for four yards? Right. Debo Samuel, three catches for thirty-three yards. I'm pretty sure he had eleven targets that game. He had eleven targets. Yeah, and he was oh he was just strapped down by Legarius Need. Uh, Brandon Ayuk only had three receptions as well for forty-nine yards. Wow. You can't win when your best pass catchers just don't get the ball. Yeah, Juwan but, Jennings had an Unbelievable game. If, if that Niners touchdown won, catch. If Niners would have won, man. He would have easily been the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Without a doubt. First but, player since Nick Foles to throw and catch a touchdown. Yeah. First player to throw and catch a touchdown and lose the Super Bowl. Well, good. As well. <laughs> well, there mean, you go. You <laughs> give him his own category, yeah. <laughs> but I will say, um, well, one, I mean, like, let's just break into this a little bit more. Brock Purdy, you know, the narrative that's been surrounding him. You just mentioned it. He mm-hmm. didn't have any of his weapons. Um, but well, this he, is still – he yeah. had his weapons. Right. But they were on the field. But they were no-show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want to say, I mean, yeah, no-show, but he overthrew a lot of touchdowns. You're right. He, 
there was some plays where he just threw the ball into the dirt. Like, I felt like in the second half, the nerves kind of got to him a little bit because I think he missed Brandon Ayuk on a deep shot. He missed, I can't remember who else it was, but he had two other overthrown deep balls. I mean, Debo Samuel's wide open, he threw it to his feet. There were a lot of easy plays where he could have gotten the 49ers down the field and maybe changed the game, but he he just missed the easy throws. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think easy throws may be a stretch. What, uh, what Brock Purdy kind of thrives on and what makes him a really successful quarterback is anticipation. Yeah. And um, anticipation, and he understands the importance of timing and rhythm. And, um, again, with this Chiefs defense, because the look changes, you know, almost every other second once the ball is snapped, um, that anticipation changes a little bit. You can still read leverage, but when you're reading coverage and you're going downfield, that's when it becomes much harder to do things like that. And also just with how well um, the Chiefs have been jamming guys all year. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been great on the line. They've done it well against, you know, they did it excellently against the Dolphins to start Tyree the playoffs. Kill. We saw Tyreek Hill get bodied. Yep. Exactly. And they've done that really well. And when you have the combination of a shifting coverage post-snap and really physical cornerbacks, it's really easy to um, overthrow those anti- those deep routes that you want to anticipate. And um, I think it really speaks to uh, Steve Spagnuolo's defense. Yeah. 1,000%. I, Spagnola just... What does he have yeah. now? Four rings or six rings, I think? Four. I four. four. Yeah, good for him. And yeah. then like also their linebackers coach now has six rings, I'm pretty sure. Really? I'm pretty sure. I can't wow. remember. And he hasn't even turned. He's just now turning 49 or something. Wow. wow. Yeah, so he's extremely <laughs> That's unbelievable. young. So uh, congratulations to that guy. Yeah. But also one thing I wanted to talk about... <clears throat> I, I know, like, the Chiefs came out strong, which they always tend to do a little bit. Like, when that first drive, they always like to set the tone. But yeah. let's talk about when the game really turned. I thought San Francisco wasn't doing too terrible until that costly fumble on the punt return. Or mm-hmm. I want to say, Ray Ray McLeod, uh, he fumbled the ball because right. it hit Daryl Luter Jr.'s leg. Yeah. And uh, I think from there, you kind of saw the momentum swing because that set up that go-ahead touchdown to about a Scantling Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I Like you were saying – Really, the 49ers had all the control in the first half because but besides that one fumble CMC had, right. but even then, when he fumbled, it was like, what, a three and out? The Chiefs just— I mean, Yeah, there was plenty of turn. There was plenty of three and outs, plenty start of, changes of, of changes of possession to start. I mean, it was— The CMC's fumble, and then followed by that Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah yeah. Pacheco fumble, mm-hmm. yeah. where you had that classic, uh, now famous scene. I guess no everyone forgot about it, but, you know, Kelsey running into— um, yeah. yeah, Andy Reid. Andy yeah. Reid, because he was upset, because I think he wanted to be on the field to block— and yeah. Instead, they had uh, Noah Gray out there, and that's what led to the Pacheco fumble. But yeah, yeah. So I'll, let me let's get Evan in here a little bit. Evan, you're someone who's been on the Chiefs all season. What what do you what did you think about the Super Bowl? I mean, you were right. Your prediction was right. Um, I think they definitely came out a little slower than I expected. Like, I don't think they even scored until the second quarter. What it was three zero going into the second quarter, but. I mean, what we've been seeing this whole playoffs and ever since Chris Jones really got back is once they got their foot on that pedal, they did not let up. Every single drive, it seemed like they were dictating what the 49ers were doing and they were just doing whatever they wanted to on offense. And even coming back onto the field for overtime, like watching Patrick Mahomes trot out and the camera pan up on him, I'd heard that song before. I knew it was over. (laughs) Yeah. No, trust me. Uh, last year, not to not to like, I hate doing this, but last year when I was watching the Super Bowl, when <laughs> I knew that the Chiefs were getting the ball back, I was like, yeah, the Eagles yeah. aren't gonna c- come away with the win again. It speaks so much to the Chiefs, and again, that's why people talk about playoff experience so much when uh, you know comparing teams when it gets in the postseason because it really does matter. Like you said, with the with the momentum shift when uh, Rary McLeod uh, that 
uh, punt gets muffed. Um, you know, if you're a team that's experienced and has been there many times, then maybe you can find a way to move past it and keep going and, you know, uh, keep everyone motivated. But um, that's, I think, what the Chiefs do well because, you know, they have the fumble. They had uh, Patrick Mahomes' interception. They still had bad points in this game, but they were able to come back from it. And um, I think the Chiefs' success in the red zone, especially late in the game, you really saw the Andy Reid red zone play calling come out, which I am a huge fan of, speaking of the corn dog play that uh, beat the Eagles last year, worked again this year. Um, mm-hmm. Again, great play design, um, but to get it. And also the fact that the Chiefs were going to go for two if um, if San Francisco had scored in that first drive. I think they would have gotten it. I absolutely oh, yeah. Would, especially with that, if they had that play in their back pocket, I mean, it's uh, you have to imagine they would have. It was a it was a crazy chain, uh, chain of events because, I mean, we looked at the first half. Yeah. The Chiefs couldn't – they were what? One for five, not one for five. They were one for five coming up until like I think the fourth quarter in the red zone. But the red zone, they couldn't really move the ball. The run was stuffed every time. Pacheco really had a, they didn't. He didn't have a great game. The 49ers you know, actually, yeah, they, they've they've got a they've got a really good defense. I mean, I'm not terribly upset at um, the Pacheco somewhat disappointing game, but I think you kind of had to expect it a little bit. Well, with, uh, if personnel. we look at the 49ers whole playoff this year, I mean, Aaron Jones ran all over them. So did uh, Jameer Gibbs and David uh, Montgomery. Yeah. So I just expected Pacheco would be like. I think those are better running teams than the Chiefs, to be fair. The Packers and the Lions. The Lions, obviously. You no, know, But the Packers have been a really good running team all year. Yeah, of course. Opinion. I just, I expected Pacheco to be able to run through multiple defenders. Yeah. But he, I mean, the 49ers did a great job tackling. I mean, yeah. he didn't really have a lot of broken tackles. And I mean, they forced the fumble a lot. But. Really in the red zone, they couldn't get the run game going. And Patrick Mahomes and the receivers, I felt like, were kind of like, I don't see, mis- not miscommunication, but they weren't really all on the same page. They just couldn't get in the rhythm. You, yeah. had that, you had that moment where Patrick Mahomes and Rasheed Rice were caught caught arguing mm-hmm. on right. the sideline. And that's apparently because, I like I said, I'm not on the sideline, so I can't directly say what it was. But yeah. s- speculation that it was Rasheed Rice was wide open and then he threw that contested throw to Travis Kelsey. I think was it on the bad snap? Yeah. yeah. I think I think it, be- it was because of the bad snap. Yeah. But bad snap, you go to your security blanket on the fade on the outside, try to let him make a play. I mean, the week prior, you, I mean, two weeks prior, you got that same exact touchdown against exactly. Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. I know yeah. it's Fred Warner, but still. I mean, for that play, I mean. You can understand both sides. Bad snap by Creed Humphrey. There's, what, nine seconds left? So you, you, you have to get it out that. quick. You don't really have time. So I just... I don't I mean I don't hate the play. I know it sucks, and it would have looked really bad if they ended up losing because of that play. Yeah. But they got the field goal, went in overtime. Kyle Shanahan didn't know how to explain the rules. They, yeah. It was fourth and what four, and they decided to kick the field goal, knowing that Patrick Mahomes had the ball next. Yeah. It's I just mean, not great game planning by Kyle Shanahan, and it's safe to say he's kind of the Doc Rivers of the NFL. The Doc Rivers of the NFL. I think he's. T- I think he's too successful in the regular season to. Doc Rivers has always been successful in the regular I, season. I just I only say that because I think the um, coaching has much more of an impact on the, especially the way Kyle Shanahan coaches. I think it has more of an impact on in-season success mm-hmm. when you are the offensive play caller and uh, pretty much the offensive designer. That's yeah. that's the only point of difference that I find in that. The, the only, so like when I say Kyle Shanahan and Doc Rivers, I think of guys who have immense talent every year. Yeah. I mean, Doc Rivers has played with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Joel Embiid, James Harden, all these kind of guys. Kyle Shanahan has Debo Samuel, George Kittle, all these all pros. They have great regular seasons. Doc Rivers is always, what, one to three seeds in the NBA. Yeah. And they get to the playoffs. They're not great at uh, adjustments. 
and they end up blowing blowing big leads or just not being able to pull it through in the end. And I just feel yeah. like that's a really – if Kyle Shannon wants to do something, he's got to, I guess – I don't want to say get an assistant to help with the adjustments, but yeah. he's got to adapt. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I – I thought that the Chiefs' offense did a really good job of catching the Niners in bad looks mm-hmm. in uh, late in the second half. One when Travis Kelsey got that uh, when he got that drag route to take it probably an extra twenty yards upfield for the first down. Um, and like, yeah, for yeah. the first down. I thought it was going to score completely that play. I did too. The drive. That was a one. Um, one they caught him in mesh against man, and again. Mesh is just when you have drag routes coming from opposite sides of the field, and there's usually a spot route in the middle, which means they just go to, like, five yards past the line of scrimmage, middle of the field, and just sit right there. Right. And the whole, whole point of that is usually followed by a wheel route, but you just create so much collision, so much, uh, you know, guys run into each other, and also on it's top of that. kind of a screen. Exactly. It's, a little, it's like a pick play. It's like the oldest pick play in football, probably. Right. And um, But Travis Kelsey, when that happened, um, obviously it was a little bit of a pick because it's a mesh play, but Travis Kelsey just beat Fred Warner, man. And it seemed like he was still pulling away from him. Even like, I think Fred Warner maybe got picked a little bit, but I think Travis Kelsey looked obviously faster than Fred Warner, which is pretty wild in yeah. my opinion. Speaking of Fred Warner and the linebackers, that Dre Greenlaw thing was very like that's it's man. such a tough blow. Yeah, it's, it's freak freak injury. And then who uh, Brooks? Brooks was the backup linebacker, and yeah. he, he didn't force any completion. I think they went six for six with the passer rating of. One one fifty a perfect passer rating fifty eight point three yeah Are you talking about yeah. the back targeting him the the, yeah line. the backup linebacker yeah, yeah Oren Burks yeah Oren Burks. they just targeted him and he yeah he Pat just, Mahomes had over a uh, plus one hundred QB it was it was one fifty eight yeah. it was something perfect yeah it yeah. was wow it wasn't a great look I think if Dre Greenlaw just doesn't tear his Achilles jumping up and down running on the field I mean to me and Dre Greenlaw is like the Patrick Beverly of this defense a little bit like he gets everybody else going I mean there was that moment a couple years ago where that all the linebackers thought they couldn't get come back together mm-hmm. and they yeah. couldn't retain all of them and they all like he was the main one to start crying because like he just like loves like I don't know he's just yeah. a glue guy also I mean every tackle he made before he went out he was so excited he was yeah. so fired up and to see a guy who he's that energizer yeah to he, see a guy who has that much intensity in the game go down just sucks no matter what but uh that's why the Chiefs were having a tough time in the first half I mean you yeah. I feel like every play Dre Greenlaw was at the ball made the play or yeah. just around it and he just had a great game, and it's unfortunate to see him go down in that kind of way. Yeah, especially because I think, like you, uh, we mentioned earlier, this was happened in right at the start of the second quarter. So he barely got to play like really any of the Super Bowl. And like you said, you you play all year, you train all year for this moment, and then you're finally on the biggest stage. And all it takes is just you skipping to get back on the field, yeah. and you're, now you're out for probably likely next season too because of your, how late it is in the season. Yeah. So, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to Dre Greenlaw. Hopefully he, everything is all right. Yeah. But, Connor, I want to back it up and revisit this Kyle Shanahan narrative. I know what you're saying about Kyle Shanahan and being kind of, you know, same category as Doc Rivers, which mm-hmm. you know how I feel about Doc Rivers. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same <laughs> boat there. But what about Andy Reid? Andy Reid kind of had a similar start. He remember he went to the 2000 mm-hmm. – he didn't win any of those big games with Donovan McNabb, T.O. Um, but years later, now we're calling him arguably maybe one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the GOAT himself. I know Bill Belichick obviously still leads that conversation. Yeah. But Andy Reid has snuck into that – like snuck into that Absolutely. discussion. I definitely think he snuck into it, and I'm not counting Kyle Shanahan out. Okay. So, like, I'm not saying he's never going to be a good coach because, yeah. I mean, as an Eagles fan, I'm like I'm aware of the Andy Reid – uh, like Still how how he was with the Eagles and then went to the Chiefs and then just became a Super Bowl champion at, like basically each and every year. So I'm not gonna say Kyle Shanahan is never gonna be a great coach. 
He's also 44. He is. You know I mean? No, I've got a lot of time to improve and uh, keep getting better. But. I'm just saying, as of right now, in his past, like so, if you're coaching jobs, I'm just saying, he's he he's a little overrated just because of what he can't do in the playoffs. So if you're John Lynch, and you're the 49ers, because you know they're about to hit a lot a lot of speculation that they can't pay everybody. You've seen what Brandon Ayuk's been posting on social media. His brother's been posting on social media. So I would trade are, Brandon Ayuk to the Carolina Panthers. Is what I would do. I know, I know. I was actually going to bring that up to you. I would let him go in free agency immediately. I know. I would love that for the Panthers <laughs> as well. But also, I saw that his brother was posting that he's gone to the Raiders. That it's already like oh, to the Raiders. Yeah. So, which is Why like go to the Raiders. Who's he? Who's going to throw him the ball? I have no you idea. O'Connell <laughs> to be his quarterback. But I bring up Justin Fields in the Raiders. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I have heard that. Yeah, there's rumors of Justin Fields to the Raiders. Uh, there's rumors of them trying to trade up for Jaden Daniels because obviously he has a close relationship with uh, Antonio Pierce. With AP. Yeah, because he was the head assistant coach at Arizona State. Yeah, he was a major role. He played a major role yeah, in the, a lot of things. In <laughs> the bad things that went down at ASU at the time. Yeah. But. So we might see a reunion there, but also um, the reason I bring all this up is because the 49ers can't pay everybody, and they have a huge decisions to make. And I know Brock Purdy's already in the second year, but I know they're going to start looking down toward that because it's going to be here sooner than later. Mm-hmm. So if you're the 49ers, what, what's your plan here? Before And just real quick before we head to break. So their Super Bowl window is closing very fast because – a lot of their top talent players are all coming into their contract year. And like you said, they can't pay everybody. Coaching-wise, I think you just got to keep Kyle Shanahan. He's yeah. had so much success. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's any reason to get rid of Kyle Shanahan. Let him keep getting better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, I say keep him. I mean, he's hopefully he's only going to get better with time and I mean, just he's learned. experience. Yeah. I mean, well, he's still a premier coach in this league. You man. say he's learned. but I mean, he did run the ball this time. He, he did. He didn't run the ball this time. He didn't, he blow, did a, he didn't blow a 25-point lead. He just yeah. blew a 10-point lead. Also, second time. Also, who else are you going to hire? If you decide to part ways Bill with Kyle Belichick, Shanahan. That's the only name I can remember. If, uh, if you're trying to build and you know have a consistent team for a while, you don't go build Belichick. Vrabel? Vrabel. Vrabel's not bad. I'd be okay with that. I just think you got to keep Kyle Shanahan. I do too. And it's, it's going to get very sad for 49ers fans soon because – all these players are not going to be with their team because of the money and the contract situations and everything like that. So n- the next few years, you got to win it now or your window closes for a while. Right. And just real quick, the Chiefs, I know they have to deal with Jerry Sneed. My guess is that he probably gets franchise tagged. I think he's going to get franchise sorry, tagged. Sorry, Tanner. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid already said he's coming back. Yeah, and Andy, Andy Reid's coming back. Travis Kelsey's coming back. So that three peats. Um, I mean, are we looking at a dynasty right now? Is it? Is would you yes, call this? Would you call yes. this team that a defense, of course, obviously, uh, there's a good chance Chris Jones doesn't stay. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, man, if they keep Trent McDuffie, Nick Bolton, oh yeah, uh, Jarius Sneed, they keep all those key pieces, man. I mean, it's scary. It's a, it's a scary team. Yeah, and then there's already talks of Patrick Mahomes already reconstructing. Uh, his contract, you know, just to try to keep everybody together, much like how Brady would do to keep mm-hmm. those Patriots teams alive. But um, we'll see what happens there. But talking about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, when we come back from break, we're going to get into a just a little discussion about the GOAT. Is Pat? How close is Pat Mahomes on Tom Brady's heels? You are listening to the student section NFL. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa.
are back. You are listening to the student section NFL on WVUA 90.7 The Capstone. Uh, be sure to stream us on TuneIn, Live 365 apps, Apple Podcasts, and of course, Spotify. Um, I'm back with Tanner Thompson, Connor Rolls, and Evan Cisneros, and we're about to go start the second uh, discussion with the GOAT debate. I mean, now that Patrick Mahomes has just claimed his third title, coincidentally, the same, if I'm not mistaken, the same age where Tom Brady at 28 got his third title. He's also leading him in like every major st- statistical category through the same amount of games played. Yeah, so that's like what I was just about to go through. Mm-hmm, so, yeah. so let's at age twenty eight, Tom Brady had eleven starts. Patrick Mahomes has eighteen. Tom Brady was ten and one. Wait, starts? Yeah. Mahomes has playoff eight. starts. Oh, yeah. playoff starts. I was going to say Mahomes <laughs> has eighteen starts. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> let, me, let me be more. Just, yeah. okay. Thank you for, for that. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So uh, Tom Brady's ten and one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' record is uh, fifteen and three. Winning percentage of Tom Brady, obviously 90%. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, 83%. Completion, Tom Brady, 61%. T- Patrick Mahomes, 67 Are you going to go down this whole list? Not all. <laughs> I, was, I was literally going to stop it after the passing yards. Okay. Passing yards is two, uh, 2,000, uh, basically 500. And passing yards for Patrick Mahomes is 5,000. Yeah. So it's just crazy. Like, another crazy stat, Tom Brady, 28, 15 touchdowns through the postseason. Patrick Mahomes, 41. So, I just think that's an interesting place to start with this conversation. So, I'm Absolutely. going to let you guys take the course. Take, Absolutely. Take it so, away. do I think Patrick Mahomes will become the GOAT? I do. I just think yeah. as time goes on, he's going to just pile on playoff wins, pile on all the success. But as of right now, I would still give it to Tom Brady because Tom Brady yeah. had the success over those years. I mean, he won his last Super Bowl when he was like, what, 40 years old? Yeah. I think he still has the rings, won over. And I think we all just forget that Tom Brady played Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs twice and is 2-0 and against him. One in the, uh, was it, conference it, championship yeah, game the with Patriots. the Patriots? The and Patriots. in the Super Bowl, the Bucks versus... That, uh, that Super Bowl, I think, deserves somewhat of an asterisk on it, um, just in the context of that matchup. Because, I mean, I mean th- do you guys remember watching that game? I mean, it was just absolutely I Patrick Mahomes yeah, like running around no, for his life. One, oh. They had three <laughs> offensive linemen who were not in the position, either uh, three off- offensive linemen injured and three guys who were not in the positions that, that they were supposed to be. And then yeah. they all dropped a ton of balls. And that Bucks defense was unbelievable, too. It was such a good defense that year. But, um, I but mean, yeah. it's, it's still in the end. It's a yeah, Tom, two wins versus with uh, Mahomes and then zero with uh, – I mean, two wins, Brady, zero, Mahomes. So I'm just saying you can't really count out those prior – Playoff games. Right. Yeah, those matchups. So I will say Mahomes will most likely become the GOAT, but right now Brady is still the GOAT. And then e- even if Mahomes retired to this day at 28 years old, he would easily be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I um I agree with uh, pretty much everything. I have something that I've seen that I kind of want to bring up is the take of who is close is if LeBron's closer to MJ or Mahomes LeBron's is closer. past MJ. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's my point. Mm-hmm. That, I think it's ridiculous. Wait, what did you say? I missed it. He said that LeBron is past MJ. Oh, which yeah. I don't think is an insane I'm take. Not, I'm not but going on that. Um, that being said, I think LeBron is 100 percent closer to MJ than Mahomes is to Brady. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brady's got seven rings. Yeah. I mean, and also he still is an all-time leader in like every category possible. It feels like as a quarterback. And obviously, this is in the basketball show, so we won't get too into LeBron versus MJ. I do think LeBron has surpassed MJ. I just, but I know this isn't a discussion. Keep going. I'm going to let you finish. It's going to be point. hard to not yeah. talk about that yeah. the more we mention it, so I'll get away from it. But um. I do want to say one thing about this. I'm just going to leave it at this. I think LeBron is the best of all time, but Jordan's the greatest of all time. Okay. Because I think greatest 
includes all the accolades and everything. Well, best is just skill wise. And I'm just gonna rebuttal. It's so hard to knock it into. The I know. Right and now. I'm just gonna rebuttal with one one thing. <laughs> We're just having <laughs> a conversation just right real now. quick. <laughs> We're gonna stay away from it. But let's just have a conversation. Re- just real quick. If if everyone says Kobe Bryant is the closest thing to Michael Jordan, then why is he never in that conversation? That's all I want to say. We don't have to go any more in top into three. It. But yeah. moving on. Okay. Yeah. We have to be done. Yeah, we have to. We're done. <laughs> this is a football show. Yeah. But um, that being said, so let me ask, before we move on to our, our next thing that we're going to do, kind of continuing off what we did last week, Tanner, Connor. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't here. But, yeah, yeah, Yikes. But you didn't miss much. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, but just last question before this Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes debate. What else would Patrick Mahomes have to do? Like, how many more rings? Would he have to get seven rings or would he have to get five? Would he have to get – what he would, gets five, six. That I think I think it's five or six in a decent span of time. You know, if he, let's say he gets two more rings in the next five years, then I think you absolutely have to give it to him. Okay. That's the greatest of all time. Yeah, I mean, he's already got the stats. I yeah. just think if he gets five, six, then he will become the GOAT. But I agree with Tanner. Yeah. I have a hard time. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, I agree with everything they're saying. Oh, gosh, are we going up, back? But All I saw was Tom Brady – Every single year, and it wasn't even a – like, he was in the same division as me, and I rooted for him. He was just the best, the standard, and we saw that he was the system. People say he's a system quarterback or whatever. He was the system. He, the whole team thrived around him, and we saw that, obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers already had a great team, but he brought that system with him and brought them a Super Bowl within, what, his first year, right? Yeah, first year. Yep. So – Seeing that prolonged, sustained success for over 20 years, it's hard to even think that someone could surpass that. But then I think Patrick Mahomes has been a starter since 2017. He beat Brady in, I think, his first ever start. Yeah. And ever since then, I can't remember a AFC Conference Championship that didn't have the Chiefs. Because he's been in every single one. He's yeah, been in every he's been there one. every time. And he's time. won five out of six, right? Yeah. Because the only one he's lost was that Bengals one. Yeah. So. Thank God for Joey Burrow. Um, right now, he's not the GOAT. But if we see this success for three, four, five years, I think it has to be at least tied at that point. And if it continues on even further than that, if he can go play till, what, 45 like Brady, he'll definitely be the sole GOAT. I think one thing that really helps Mahomes' case is you lose Tyreek Hill, and then the and then next two years they the go goals. back to back. Like it doesn't really matter who's with him as long as he has Travis Kelsey. Yeah, which is it's that's unbelievable. What, to me. That's what was going to be really interesting. Like what they're going to do or how they're going to pivot once Patrick Mahomes doesn't have his like day one tight end. Yeah, you know, looking back on it now, man. I mean, we really shouldn't have been that surprised with their success because they've had. Chiefs have the best defense that, that they've had with Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback for them, and they still have Travis Kelsey, and they still have Andy Reid. At the end of the day, like I think that's all that team needs to be um, Super Bowl contenders every year. And, and I, I, clearly now. And you know, but Chris Jones. I want to throw not have Kadarius Tony on the field. Oh, <laughs> that was Kadarius hilarious. Uh, shout out to Kadarius Tony, who gets his second Super Bowl ring. And will be <laughs> heading to his next stop yeah. here in the NFL here soon. Yeah, that's a uh, brutal. Uh, Possibly his last stop. Or, yeah, maybe he's next stop in the <laughs> UFL. Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully he's still in the league, but my goodness. Yeah, what a sad being, side to watch. Imagine what Kadarius Tony could do in the UFL, though. Oh. Respectfully. If he can catch he's, the ball, then he'll be dangerous. Oh, my gosh. He's tearing he's everybody's Achilles. Like, he's tearing like, everyone's Achilles. Like, 
Sorry. <laughs> what did you say, Connor? That man has no knees. Like when, during the draft, yeah, he like, has no ACLs. No ACLs. Yeah, I mean the way he bends, it's yeah, like it's, it's unreal. It's crazy. Mm. Just no hands. Yeah, yeah. If if he can get hands, he might be the greatest of all time. <laughs> he might be the greatest of all <laughs> but time. We won't see that day. Someone send this to Kadarius Move aside, Tony. Jerry Rice. <laughs> Kadarius Tony is here. He's arrived. All right. So speaking of Patrick Mahomes, let's go ahead and pivot. There's been a lot. It seems like every draft. There's speaking a, of Patrick Mahomes, let's go to the NFL draft. <laughs> Did I say that? You said speaking of Patrick Mahomes, said let's pivot. Oh yeah, well I was setting something up. I didn't, okay. I didn't think it through before I had said it. But I was like saying, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, it seems like every time the NFL draft comes up, we always hear a player that is, you know, compared to Patrick Mahomes. And right. what we're about to do is we're about to do our very own mock draft. So. Connor, you missed last week, and we did something similar like this last week where we didn't really have go in order of the draft, mm-hmm. but we just named players that we liked and we think might go slide or... Under, under the radar guys, yeah. but maybe not at the top of their position group, but we really think can make a huge impact. Yeah, and so now with um, the Super Bowl season officially being over, and the Super Bowl over, we're going to do our own mock drafts and kind of... I think I'm going to start it off. Evan, you're going to be pick number two, yeah. right? And then Tanner, your third. Connor, your fourth. And we're just, mm-hmm. okay. yep. just making sure. Yeah. Because honestly, I'll, <laughs> I know we did the hat thing earlier, but It'll, our, uh, our our orientation in the room has changed, so it may get confusing. But I think we'll I think we'll get it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. Yeah, Ad, uh, Evans in that room That's back okay. by himself. So he's, a little, <laughs> he's a little stranded. But I think I'm gonna go ahead and start things off on the Chicago Bears. Uh, we can make trades. I'm gonna preference this. We can make trades, but yes, if we're not gonna go too much into detail about yeah, the trades, we're not trying to just say like, oh, maybe. Couple future firsts, like some, yeah. things along that line. If Washington trades up for uh, Caleb Williams, probably like six picks and a couple players. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to be like uh, first round twenty forty three, second. Round. <laughs> if we where do we go from twenty twenty four to twenty forty three? Can you even trade a twenty forty three? No, you can't. But I was just <laughs> using that example. We're not. We're not doing all every that. player in the league right now. Will be out of the league. The Look, coaching staffs will be in Those players different. haven't even been born yet. That's the NFL it's... might not even exist in 2043 for all we know. <laughs> hey, that's the risk you play when you got the number one. <laughs> but all right, so starting it off, I'm the Chicago Bears. I think I'm going to do the safest thing here. Um, I Unless we find out, it's too early to say because there's not a lot of information. There's a lot of rumors uh, spiraling right now, but we're going to play it safe here. With the number one overall pick, I am taking Dr- no, Caleb Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Out of USC. So. Oh, right. And also, then, I was thinking to add to this, should I put like on like a 30-second timer or a minute timer? Sure. Just why not? On the clock. Yeah. Just why, why not? So with that being said, Evan, you are officially now on the clock as the Washington Commanders. All right. I think I've gone over their draft needs. They need wide receiver, quarterback, and offensive line. I think you got to take the best player on the board, so I'm taking Marvin Harrison. Wow. There you go. They don't go quarterback. Do you, are you a believer in Sam Howell? He's all right. He's not the best. Like, <laughs> yeah, Drake May right now, but okay. You got to get that generational talent. He's all right. All right. Fair all enough. Right. That, Tanner. That leaves me with the Patriots at three, which means I'm going to take Drake May. Okay. And I'm going to give uh, Gerard Mayo in his first season as a head coach, somebody who could be a franchise quarterback for a very long time. I like that pick. Thanks, man. Well, so I didn't have to think about it very hard because Drake May is on the board. But yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of a given right there. Yeah. Right? So let me ask you this. Um, as someone, you know, picking for the Patriots, there's right. been a lot of rumors recently that they might trade trade out of the spot. Why did you decide to keep it? Well, I think, like you just said, Drake May's there. But. I think, yeah, I think the trade out is more likely if um, if 
the you see Williams and May go one and two, but I think they have a glaring need for quarterback right now, and they're in a pretty luxurious position to have a top pick in this draft specifically. This is a quarterback strong draft, very strong draft, and next year gonna be gonna be real light, gonna be really light um, in terms of the quarterbacks. So I think I'm a believer in you know you can't really build a you can't have a consistently great team without a great quarterback um, at the helm and you have a chance to get that with Drake May as far as I can tell he's got every t- he's got every physical tool in the book he reads the field pretty well he's 6'4 pretty good athlete I um I think it's hard to deny taking Drake May here um, the, um excuse me I'm blinking on his name but the guy from Pat McAfee show um the cornerback starts with the, his name starts with the D um it's not from, da- from the Pat McAfee show yeah um Darius Darius Butler Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's my bad. It took me you're forever. Good. Good. I actually met him here on the campus, which is funny. Oh, really? Another story. But anyway, cool. um, he pretty much said he he's taking Drake. He spent the whole day with Drake May, or like went golfing with him. And he was right. like, "I'm taking Drake May number one." After talking to that, yeah. Kid. So makes sense. And also, especially if he interviews well, man. Exactly. Yeah. And like Gerard Mayo said, and like I think his introduction introduction, he was like, "We're gonna." It, it all starts with the most important piece, and I think he was referring to the quarterback position. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> Connor, you are up. You have. Uh, an interesting choice to make. I thought um, I thought you were going to go for the like Cardinals might go for Marvin Harrison here, but I'm curious to see what you do here. Uh, I actually have the Cardinals trading down. Oh wow, okay. I have them trading down to the eighth overall pick oh, for a yes. bunch of future draft picks. The Falcons Ooh. move up to number four. Oh boy, and I think the Falcons go Jaden Daniels. Oh boy, Heisman winner Jaden Daniels. He was just outstanding this year. So I think, I mean, the Falcons finally get their guy. They compare it with Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson. And they can actually have a good offense this year. Yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit more. Why did you go Jaden Daniels and not – how come you didn't go for any of the other prospects? Maybe because a lot of people were thinking they might go for maybe like a Dallas Turner or an edge rusher or a defensive player. But you went with a quarterback and just say – I know Desmond Ritter is not maybe He's the best yeah. guy. <laughs> but are you saying that you think that's a bigger issue? Oh, 1,000%. Def- I mean, they, they had a – I would still say they had a decent defense. I mean, Jesse Bates balled yeah, out of his mind. So I just think – Yes, the edge is a huge, glaring need, but if you can get your quarterback for the future, I say you got to go do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, this is great for me because now I'm I'm up back on the club as the L.A. Chargers with the new head coach Jim Harbaugh. Um, man, I don't think I have to overthink this. You know, the Chargers they just brought in Greg Roman, the old right. Ravens offensive coordinator, and one of his big things was always running the ball and use the, his use of tight ends. So. I guess you guys know oh where boy. I'm. Yeah, you guys know where Let's I'm going it. here. Shake we're, it up, Jalen. We're staying in Georgia, and I'm going to go with uh, Brock Bowers. Wow, that was going to be my pick at uh, number six with the Giants, but they still need a receiver, so easy pick for me. I'll pick Malik Neighbors. Malik um, Neighbors going to the Giants, and that's a great pick. I mean, Evan, you were here last week, uh, Tanner. We had that discussion. Now we thought I'm like a huge Malik Neighbors fan. Yeah, we were saying like uh, you know Marvin Harrison is ultimately the better talent, but hey, it's a lot closer than we think, dude. I I, I said this I think last week, but Malik Neighbors is one of my favorite prospects I've seen in the last four drafts probably. I mean, and it's just I mean it's unfortunate he's in the same draft as Marvin Harrison, but as a really good player. And not to put you on the spot, but since you are our college analysis, and you do do that college I, football I, show. I sure do. Um, who is Malik's neighbors' uh, comparison? NFL comparison. NFL comparison for Malik neighbors. I would, I would give Malik neighbors like a. I would say he's close to a um, 
Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson? Obviously, Garrett Wilson has, hasn't. I I think Garrett Wilson will continue to be better, but in terms of the tools and the I think in terms of the explosiveness and, and and athleticism that both of them have, and also pretty nuanced route running, great hands, uh, pretty good body control too, really good at winning on the outside. Um, he's the, he's the first thing that comes to, comes to mind because he's also a little bit uh, smaller, a little bit lighter um, than obviously the Marvin Harrison, but. Um, but yeah, I think both those guys are special movers. A great pickup for the Giants, especially for with a quarterback like Daniel Jones. And I know they're thinking about bringing a veteran quarterback. But either way, with Darren Waller, he can't sometimes he has trouble staying on the field with his health, right? And is also busy doing a rap career at the moment. Um, <laughs> just to throw that out there. I love saying that <laughs> when I can. But also, it's finally good that Daniel Jones will finally have a wide receiver one. Um, but with that being said, Tanner, you are now on the clock for the Tennessee Titans. Um, with this pick, I am pretty torn between Olufushanu and Joe Alt. I think Joe Alt, I get a little bit concerned with his um, ability with his hands. Um, I think he's a really good player. At 6'8", he's got unbelievable feet at the tackle position, but I get a little concerned with his hands, and um, he gets seems like it gets bulldozed a little bit sometimes. Um, I, I'm going to go – I'm going to shake it up a little bit. I'm going to go Olufushanu here for the Tennessee Titans. I think he's a little bit more versatile. I think as they start to introduce uh, Tajay Spears into this offense, I think they'll probably start to run the ball because I don't think Will Levis is the guy that you want dropping back, reading the whole field, and you know pushing the ball down. So um, I think going for a athletic and a guy who can be a dominant tackle in Olufushanu is uh, is their best move. Yeah, I like it. I think um, that would be a great pickup for them, especially we saw last year they needed help with that offensive line. Right. Um, like you said, Spears. I know he actually. Uh, I think he doesn't he do more. Um, he's more of a catcher out the backfield like he's Levis likes to use him as a well he has he was this year because they still yeah. have Derrick Henry right I guess but um, fair. I believe he will still he'll be the number one guy just yeah. in the running back room he's very successful in the catching because he's a super explosive athlete and there was a few times where um he got a gap and he just Took flew off. through it like a missile yeah. it's he's a he's a really fun guy to watch and um and again regardless picking an offensive tackle in the top 10 a pretty good recipe no matter what it's like picking an edge or a quarterback you know what i mean it's just a generally good move but uh but yeah I'm i gonna... like the pick i think it's a safe pick and i think it's a smart pick and um i i wouldn't i don't think tennessee would be upset if they got handed up ended up all. with uh i can't say his name people could be upset player. with me not getting joe alt because i think a lot of people th- like joe alt as uh the tackle one but i'm a i'm an aloof shanu fan yeah because you're i think right here the argument's potential versus yeah exactly yeah, okay yeah Connor, you're back up on the clock. I Usually I would say the Falcons, but you made the trade earlier, so the Cardinals are back up on the clock. And I think the Cardinals would be very ecstatic right now because they will get their guy in Ro- Romeo Odunze. Romeo Odunze. Yes. I just think— <laughs> Is that his full name? Uh, it's Rome, I think, and then Odunze. I know it's Rome. Rome, yeah. Odunze. Oh, is, is so it's Rome name? short for Romeo? I don't know. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I just I, wanted, I wanted to do that out. I miss that, I guess. But, I mean— <laughs> They've had the guys like uh, Marquise Brown, Speedster, uh, Rondell Moore, who kind of plays a like a di- like a back slash wide receiver, who's also like a good uh, fast you know route runner stuff like that. But I think they want to get their their frame guy, the, the go up and get it guy, six oh, yeah. three, two fifteen out of Washington. He's still a great route runner. I just think this is a great pickup for Kyler Murray. Yeah, and he gets his number one target. I like it. See, I like it, but now you just made it so much more difficult for me. Now <laughs> I'm with the Bears, and I was actually targeting uh, Romeo Dunze, um, but now you've got me thinking. 
And now I'm just like, gosh, I think I might trade back here. But oh boy. while I try to while I try to make that decision, we're gonna head to break. Um, and when we come back, hopefully I have that pick ready. You are listening. Buys himself time, man. <laughs> hey, it's a smart thing to do, right? <laughs> you are listening to the student section NFL. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. We are back. You're listening to the student section, NFL on WVUA 90.7, the capstone. Uh, be sure to check us out on TuneIn, Y365 apps, Apple Podcasts, and of course, Spotify. Uh, we're back and we're finishing our version of this mock draft. Of course, I'm up on the board with the Chicago's pick after he was the last person taken. It was uh, uh, Rome Adunze. And, Rome I, Adunze. and they were taken by uh, Cardinals, correct? Yes. In our mock. So, with this pick, since I clearly did not figure anything out <laughs> over the break <laughs> and I'm panicking, uh, I'm going to trade back <laughs> with the Jets one one by, pick by one <laughs> spot, and I'm just taking Joe All. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make it simple. See, so okay, so you're trading back with the Jets mm-hmm. as the Bears, and you're taking Joe All as the Bears at ten. I'm taking no the Jets. One of the Jets, but you're controlling the Bears right now. Yeah. Okay, so who's the Jets? I'm the Jets. Okay, Evan, is the <laughs> Evan, Jets. Who, who are you taking? As as the Jets, who am I taking at number nine? Yeah, so if you're the Jets, who are you taking? Oh, I hate to do this to you. I'm taking Dallas Turner. I mean, no, 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 Joel. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can do that in the draft, Evan. <laughs> all right, all right. So it's being said the Jets are taking Joel one way or another. Okay. All right, so that's settled. Tanner, you have Chicago's pick. I have Chicago's pick. All right, whatever. You no, no, should no, have, you Chicago's have Chicago's pick. Uh, yeah, oh, you, I'm back. I'm oh sorry. You just traded with Evan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting lost. I'm so sorry. I told have, you. This you pick. have the Bears pick at 10. Okay. Who would you like to draft? <laughs> Can you give a suggestion, honestly, at this point? Give you a suggestion with the not, Bears? Yeah. You just took? Joe Alt. Joe Alt. You took Joe Alt. With the, yes. Yeah. Okay. And you are the New York Jets. Yeah. I honestly. No, 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 he's like Chicago Bears. You know what? I'm going to take someone right here. I'm just going to take. Give me. Um. Give me Latu Latu. Latu Latu, good call. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Just give me like, I know they need some help. They need some edge rushing. Yannick, I think it's no longer there on Chicago, right? I, I think, think he's still so. a free agent now. I don't know if he went somewhere else. Yeah. But just because I'm in panic mode, I'm going to be like, <laughs> this is my, this, this must be what a GM feels like. So yeah, panic pick. Yeah. Latu Latu, I think it's a, still a safe pick. You went Latu, uh, Latu over uh, Dallas Turner? Works yeah. for me. I'm going to be taking. Dallas Turner with the Vikings pick at 11, which is what I was hoping for. Okay. I'll take it. Now for the Broncos, they need a lot. Yeah, like you could literally go. Yeah. In I could direction. go anything right See, that would have been easier for me, but, I mean, I guess they Chicago. Need a, hey, man, they need a quarterback. They do. Uh, are I they going to keep? Uh, I don't think they are. It's not. Uh, uh, Sean Payton said the door isn't closed, but. Benching him for the last portion of the season, I don't know. It was pretty incriminating to do so. I'm just going to say, like, uh, try to do a Madden rebuild on that franchise with Russell Wilson on the max contract. He's a 70 overall. In- insane. Max, man. Oh, insane. That sounds you tough. Can't, can't cut him. You can't trade him. <laughs> Broncos at uh, Dallas Turner. I you just picked Dallas just Turner. Picked Dallas Never mind. Turner. Why don't you pay attention to my draft pick this my. time? And Vikings then. took, uh, yeah, Dallas Turner. Yeah, okay. So... I'm honestly thinking about trading back, but they just need a lot. Honestly, can I give you a suggestion? Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you don't have to, but I think Jared Verse would be a great pickup right here. 
Maybe, I, a little, maybe a little high. I like him a lot, but I just think that's a little too high. I, yeah, do, I agree, I agree with that. For Jared Verse. Give me Bo Nix. That was going to be my suggestion. Bo Nix going yeah, Bo Nix overall. I think, uh, I guess it's your pick. I should let you explain it if you want to. But I, I just think. Big take on this. You know, at first, when he was at Auburn, I didn't really think he was really going to be that great. I thought he might have been a really late round pick if he would have went in after his time. Yeah. I mean, he went to Oregon, and he's just. How what highest completion percentage, uh, Heisman finalist. Yeah, he was. He just really had a really good year that just threw him into the uh, first round. And I just think, yeah, his age is a little worrisome. Yeah, but if you can get him, when yeah. you have a quarterback problem, which I mean, there's a lot of a lot of discourse between Russell Wilson and the whole Broncos uh, front office with 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 what would happened over the season and how he w- shouldn't have played. Right. I just think getting a quarterback that could last a little longer than yeah. that would work. I like it a lot. Bo Nix is a uh, – he used to be a just kind of run-around guy at Auburn. That was kind of his extending plays. But um, he's got – I think from a decision-making standpoint, obviously didn't make very many mistakes at Oregon. Was crazy efficient, uh, threw for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. Um, that being said, he's kind of a first-read-and-run guy. Um, obviously, that can you can learn – that uh, with years in the league, but I'm sure Sean Payton's okay with the guy who excels with throwing off off the first read. Who I think really Bonex really is good at that. His pre snap uh, decision making is great, and um, that's a good basis for Sean Payton to start with. And um, again, at 12 quarterback class, real light la- next year. Go ahead and get a guy this year. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, <clears throat> am I back up already that quickly? Uh, yes. Yeah, the Raiders? Yeah. Well, this one's not going to take me that much longer. I know we're running out of time, so I can be quick with it. But this one already – I kind of had a fit here. I'm going with uh, – get ready for this name. Oh, boy. Excuse me. Uh, Jerzon Newton. Oh, Jerzon Newton, yeah. Jerzon Newton. The, yeah. Is he the Illinois guy? Yeah. yeah. Defensive tackle. Oh, I love him. Yeah. He's great. I think just like someone who embodies that classic Raiders like mentality, yeah. I think um, – I know they're obviously going to try to – I think they're going to try to try to trade up and make a move for Jaden Daniels, like we had mentioned earlier. Right. Um, but I just it's going to be tough to do because like they're going to have to outbid the Vikings and the Broncos, who are all in the same pick like range. So yeah. it really comes down to who has more to offer. But from right there, I like the Raiders. I mean, they got to work on that defense. Right. And uh, if they get Brandon Ayuk, as his brother's saying and his girlfriend's saying, then um, I think that's a good start. Absolutely. Off season. Uh, Evan, you're back up on the board. Now, before you make your pick. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. I think the Steelers have a pick they would like to trade up for. Steelers. 20th overall pick. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh. In New Orleans, we're kind of dysfunctional. We might need a <laughs> We're kind of dysfunctional and, in New Orleans. And you also don't are. Don't have your second-round pick. Who? Oh the, the Saints. Saints? Yeah. yeah. We don't have a second round pick. No, the yeah. Eagles have it. So, so that, I'm that saying you can some... get draft capital right here. Y'all have a lot, a lot of draft capital. There's not a lot of cap space left. So I you want to get a rookie contract. That in there. is enticing because who I was about to pick is not my top pick, which maybe I shouldn't be telling you, but I'll accept your trade. You accept Whatever it. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, <laughs> <laughs> we'll assume it's a balanced trade. To I like move the thing that's a GM. I like the thing that's a GM's actually deals. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. I'll take it. Yeah, I trust whatever. you. Now, I think the Steelers, you know, besides really Joey Porter Jr., their secondary was not great. Ah, yeah. Give me Cooper DeGene. Cooper DeGene. Wow, really? Wow. Okay. Slot. 
slash safety guy, mm-hmm. nickel guy. He just needs – they need something. I think he's definitely going to switch over to safety once he – You think so? Up. I think I he'll think so. be like in that nickel role, which he'll yeah. technically still be a Slug. corner. I think he'll be in like Malcolm Jenkins' role. Yeah, yeah something like that's that. That's a great, great comparison. Yeah. Um. So, um, who's up now? Am I Colts. Colts? The Colts. Would that be me? Yeah. I think, I think so. it would. Um. So, with the Colts, it is a little bit of a bummer that I can't get um, Jerzon Newton with this. I did kind of want that. Um, but that being said, with the Colts, I'm going to take Nate Wiggins. Nate Wiggins, great yes. pick, at a cornerback out of Clemson. Yeah, he. I think he is the uh, best coverage defensive back, just um, you know, outside coverage cornerback in this class. And um, I think the Colts could definitely use that right now. And uh, yeah, perfect. All right, all right. So does that so mean? So I'm back up with Seattle. Now, this is this is a tough one. I think I will end up just going Jared versus here. Okay, I like it. Their edge That's, has not really been great. I really so. like that pick. I actually, I'm not going to tell you who I, who I had going there, but I really like that selection right there. Do you really like it? I really <laughs> like it. <laughs> if I wasn't clear enough already for like the tenth time, all right. So I guess I'm back on the board. So uh, Jags, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, now this is interesting. Oh, actually, nope, not really. I'm going to go with Jackson Powers Johnson. Oh, that was easy. Center out of Oregon. There you go. I think that's just uh, in my other mock. I had Latu Latu. Going here, but you know, I freaked out earlier. Probably drafted, <laughs> freaked a, little, out earlier. <laughs> probably drafted First of all, a little too high. What a name! Yeah, I know, Indeed. honestly. But yeah, so uh, give me uh, Jackson Powers Johnson. Uh, Evan, you're right. on the clock for the Bengals. So this is pretty easy pick. They need offensive line. I'm gonna pick Amarius Mims out of Georgia. Okay, there you go. Wow, I like it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, write it in the call, play, make the call. <laughs> well, okay, I like the move. Obviously, we all know that the offensive line has been a continuous theme throughout the drafts for the Bengals recently, and right. here they are. Continue with that selection. Um, 19th overall pick, the L.A. Rams. With Damn. the L.A. Rams, I um, – Roll Tide. Roll Tide? Is that what you're telling me right now? I th- I, never mind. You, think I, should, you think I should go for it? I, I think, think, yeah, I thought, I think I they know, might need one. We've yeah. talked about this before. Yeah, that's why I said that. Yeah, I might as well. Give me this. This may be rich for the context of the draft. That being said, I think this person is going to interview really, really well. Yeah. But I'm going to take Terion Arnold. Terion Arnold. Defensive back out of Alabama. He's got all the tools. I think uh, I think those Rams coaches will be really excited to mold Arnold into a really good player. I like it. I personally like it. Thanks, all right, man. Evan. That brings me back up with the Saints now. Yeah, Evan is back up because Connor made that trade with the Steelers earlier. So, Evan, you are back up. They desperately need – all defensive line except for Cameron Jordan. They can get either an edge or a tackle. I'm between Chop Robinson or Byron Murphy or Leonard Taylor. I'm going to go Byron Murphy and beef up their inside defensive line. Okay, Byron Murphy out of Texas. Great pickup for the Steelers right there. Um, does that mean I'm up? Yeah, Dolphins. Okay, if I'm up, um, easy. I'm going to go with – I seem like the um, – this guy plays tackle, but – you can put him at pretty much at a guard, too, and I think that's definitely what the Dolphins need. I mean, it's yes. funny. Evan, you're the Dolphins fan. <laughs> yes, desperately. <laughs> so you actually took the guy I actually had initially, but I'm actually going to go with uh, – um, he's out of Washington. I just lost his name. I'm so sorry. I had it. it was, I don't know where it went. Troy I literally had Faltano. it. Say that again? Troy Faltano. Yes. Thank you so much. I literally had it, and I don't know where it went. But Troy uh, Faltano, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. No yeah. yeah. So, Probably. Yeah. All right, Tanner, you're the Eagles. 
Oh, I have the Eagles pick? Hey, he's going to pick the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to crash you with franchise. I'm not going to lie to you. I was looking at the Texans pick. I couldn't tell you why. Um, but that being said, Wait, no, it, it is Evan. Oh, I'm the Eagles. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I was right. Oh, right. I, yeah. I, I forget. It, yeah. It, yeah. He's, yeah. He's in that no room. You forget. Oh, wow. We switched teams, Evan. So. <laughs> All right. Um, You're picking for my team now. So, on my own research, I see y'all need defensive back, linebacker, and O-tackle. So, would you agree corner's the right move right here? That's what I have. Mm-hmm. Kool-Aid McKinstry. That's, okay. That's who I had going here, too, in my mock draft. So, Jalen yes. was reacting thought, like the Eagles it. were actually drafting a player. He was yes. like, literally <laughs> praying to the heavens. No. As, <laughs> Evan said, I'm gonna, I did some research, and they need linebacker and DB. We never pick linebacker in the draft. Uh, so, yeah, I was no. like, are you really going to do this? <laughs> Jeremiah Trotter, first round. But, um, yeah, right. I like it. So That leaves me as the Texans. Texan picks. And I'm going to take – Jackson Powers Johnson, the uh, he was center. I took him earlier. Oh, with you this, did? Yeah, with Seattle. My bad. I dude. mean, Jacksonville. Remember? Yikes. Um, quick pivot then because I wasn't paying attention. That means I'm going to move to – I think there's still some good edge guys out there. I'm going to go – and just to just so I don't mess it up again, the edge guys that have been taken are Layout Alatu, Dallas Turner, and – has Jared Verse been taken? Yes. Yeah. Okay, he took I him thought. with Seattle. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, with that, I'm going to go with Braylon Trice. Okay. Washington nice. Edge. Um, good spot for him, too. Yeah. Pretty good physicals. Uh, somewhat on the, uh, I guess, maybe a little bit on the, actually not on the, not really on the lighter side. I think he's a pretty good run defender. And, um, for some reason, I thought you were going to say something else. Okay. No worries. Um, <laughs> whatever that means. But, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with Braylon Trice. Okay. Out of Washington. I like it. All right. So, Connor, Cowboys, Cowboys Nation, America's team. They're depending so, on you right here. You know, this year their red zone offense was very bad due to only having one back who was a speed back. And I know this sounds crazy. I mean, they draft they, they haven't they drafted Mozzie Smith last year, so they reach for a lot of talent. Give me Blake Corum. Blake Corum. First round. Wow, first, first round. round. Wow. They they wow. need a power back. I think they'll be willing to do this. Okay, I like it. You what if um I mean can you imagine Blake Corum and Derrick Henry like in a Backfield together? Do you think that is is Derrick Henry all what? of a sudden guaranteed to no, be a cowboy? No, because I just no. I'm just saying Derrick Henry was rumored to be interest, shown interest gotcha. in the Cowboys. So I was just saying for that. But I like to pick up Blake Corum sneaks into the first round. Uh, good for him. Um, Packers who actually beat the Cowboys in the playoffs, they're up. So is that me? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Morgan. So. I'm going with the tackle out of Arizona because uh, David. I can't say his last name, but their left tackle. He's been struggling with knee injuries. Um, right. I just think it's about this time where they move on. And plus, he's been like kind of teasing, going over to the Jets to play with his boy Rodgers. Yeah. So maybe that goes somewhere, but uh, who knows. Um, we're in the final stretch for the pick, so we're going to go really quick here to wrap things up. Yep. Um, Evan, you're the Tampa uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Chop Robinson. Chop Robinson. Well, that was quick. I yep. like it. Chop <laughs> Robinson. Let's go. I'm taking Brian Thomas Jr. as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, I'm the Tampa Bay. Yeah, he just took him as the. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, so on the card. Same yeah. pick for the Cardinals. I literally was just looking at the Bucks on my screen. But yes, Brian Thomas Jr., Cardinals. Okay, perfect. Uh, Bills? Uh, I'm going to go JC Lantham. Good pick. That's a good pick. I like it. I forgot he was still on the board. Wow. Um, back to me. Uh, Lions? I'm going to go with the. Uh, obviously, I just think Quinion Mitchell hasn't been taken, right? I think they need a cornerback. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Quinion Mitchell. I think they just need a cornerback. Um, I, I think they're not that far off. Um, yeah. Evan? For the Ravens, Keon Coleman. Okay. Wow. Wow. I like that. That is very Coleman early. For the Ravens. 
That's very early. Um, I'm going to take Ennis Rackestraw, the uh, Missouri cornerback. Yeah, we were talking about that Missouri team. They actually performed very like uh, very well under the radar team. They had an awesome season. Yeah. Um, now, who are you on? 49ers, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I'm the Chiefs. Wait, the 49ers is before the I Chiefs. I just picked the Niners. Oh, you did? That was my pick. Oh, I picked, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I you picked Ennis Rackerstraw okay. for the Niners, cornerback. So the last pick of the first round, Lad McConkey. Really? Lad yeah. McConkey. I, I like it. He, he, said, he said Keon Coleman was a reach and we're taking Lad McConkey. In the I, first I, had, round. I thought we might as well reach. I had, <laughs> I had Keon Coleman going to the Chiefs, but like yeah. I guess they're inter- interchangeable. Either them or Troy Franklin, too, from Oregon. Right. I'd be, I mean, either way, if you're the Chiefs, you're just coming away with a good player. And I like that pick you made, Connor. <laughs> Getting into the first round, I think you had two big surprise picks, but I like them. Both great fits, and maybe we'll see what happens. Um, but thank you for listening. This has been our mock trial of the NFL draft. Mock trial. Yeah, mock draft. <laughs> my bad. But thank you for listening, and be sure to catch us next week. You're listening to the Student Section NFL on WVUA 90.7. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.